You're listening to the Two Dumb Yinzers. All right. I think we're good. Boy, that's annoying, huh? We're about about 90% of the way through the show. No, nearly about five minutes through and we lost something, but um, here we are. We're back, everybody. Yeah, good morning. This is episode 469 of the Two Dumb Unions. We're heading into the Christmas weekend, guys. Uh, Steelers back at it tomorrow. Mike, I I did want to tell you. Uh Uh-huh. I I was uh, listening to Christmas music last night. And I was in front of the fireplace. Oh, we're all snuggled up. I, I was snuggled too. up. I had my snuggie on, and I, I was roasting marshmallows watching uh, old-time Christmas music m- movies, and I had my Christmas uh-huh. music playing. And I, and I thought of you, and I thought, you know what? This song really, really, really reminds me of my friend Mike. <laughs> and it, 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 it gave me the warm and fuzzy feeling, uh-huh. Mike. And, and every, uh-huh. time, every, time the, every time the key words of the song came along, I, I thought of you. Mm-hmm. And... Um, You'll never guess. You'll never guess what the song was. Wait, Christmas, song? Christmas classic. What song? Because there, I, I like me some Christmas songs. Yeah, it was nice. It was uh, Dominic the Christmas Donkey. <laughs> you jackass! Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back <sighs> to the show. Woo! It is gotcha, episode man. four sixty nine, and we got a lot of Steelers to talk about today, guys. Because I hate you. <laughs> this is the last game that the Steelers will be playing at home. This season, no matter what, there's there's nothing that could happen that could even uh, get us back at home in postseason if that would happen. But guys, a lot of things going on. We have um, Rudolph Rudolph, the flathead quarterback, starting the game tomorrow. He uh, Kenny Pickett has been ruled out, even though he is able to play now. He practiced all week. Mason Rudolph is in. Mitch Trubisky is at the backup position. Uh, we are we're we're fighting, scratching, clawing for our playoff lives. We're going with the number three. A lot of a lot of decisions going on lately that I'm not real sure what's going on in Pittsburgh. I, I don't know if we thrown in the towel. Uh, are we putting our best foot forward? Uh, I, I, a lot of things going on, Mike. How you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. I uh, I'm ready to talk some football. I'm these the, the topics that we have and the other ones that are coming down the pipe today. I I can't I can't wait to dive. Is it coming down the this. pipe or is it coming down the pike? I I don't know. It's like nip them in the bud. Is I always want to say nip them in the butt. So yeah. I don't know what the saying is. Because I always, I always, uh, you know, I was always confused on the pike and the pipe thing. Yeah, it just really depends who you're talking to. And I'm, I'm convinced so. that nobody really knows what they're talking about. Nobody knows what it is. I've heard some people say both, and uh, it's always been coming down the pipe for me. Yeah, I always heard. But, I've heard of both. But the more I, I hear it later in my life, I hear people say the pike. Ugh. I don't know. I I'm idioms are not good for me. It's crazy. Is it, is it pipe or pike derpy? Maybe it's maybe it all just depends on where you're from. Maybe. So derpy is it pike or pipe? I don't know. Derpy's like I never even heard of derpy. this. Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, uh, guys, Anthony McFarland has been released by the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. He is the ex has been the extra wheel on the team. Mike, what's the big deal? What's the deal between behind? Letting long time. I mean, he's been here for quite some time. Uh, what's the deal with letting him go with three weeks left in the season? I don't know. See, I didn't notice any other roster moves. Um, the only thing I can think of is because they he, he hasn't been dressing at all. They've been playing. Um, God, who, who's the guy who did the last couple of punt returns, kick returns? Um, yeah, with the name. I uh, can't yeah, Godwin. Ig. I'm gonna butcher this. Igwebuke. Has been doing the returns. He's he's played what he's pretty well. Yeah, he's played pretty well, and you know he's outperforming McFarland not by a whole lot, but I, I think they like him better than Anthony McFarland. Like, like you said, man, he's been around for like what three years now, but he yeah. just could never get get on track and get going and be healthy. And I think they saw him like he was going to be like a number two running back, but then you know Jalen Warren has solidified that role as one A, and we have one A and one B. And though we got Iggy back there returning kicks, I think it's like a numbers game. And I, I, I'm going through the roster and seeing who's on the roster, like what move they corresponding move they made. And I just, I don't see it. I don't know if we had another defensive lineman or another linebacker somewhere. The way the linebacking core has been going, but it wouldn't be surprised like if he's not unemployed by the Steelers that long. I have a feeling he'll be back. 
Um, a few other things, guys, before we get started. I, I, I wonder, yeah, I mean, you just wonder if it's for, for, uh, freeing up positions and, uh, you know, things like that. It often goes into play. A guy gets cut one day, you know, the next day he's back on the team. They wanted to make a, a spot for mm -hmm. a position, this, that, or the other. So I, I'm just, I was curious because as I said, he's been here for some time. It's, it's an odd time to drop that particular guy. It seems to me like it's, it's, it's clearing up positions, uh, spots for players to move around, but I don't know. We will find out. And again, I don't think it's going to make that much of a big, uh, a, a big deal when we play the Bengals tomorrow. As you said, we haven't seen much of McFarland on the field. Uh, guys, I want to jump into a couple things here. Mm, let, let me, I, I just want to kind of get through this because I, I'm, I'm through with it, but uh, this keeps the, it's, it keeps lingering on and growing as a, like a cancer, as you will. Uh, the, situation that we have <clears throat> this week with george pickens let me read to you something that ryan clark said on espn about our wide receiver room and how it's been uh you know over the past couple years i thought this was an interesting take by ryan clark he says he says the other piece of it for me is the state of that wide receiver room from antonio brown the juju smith schuster the chase claypool to deontay johnson and now to george pickens there's been a cancer in that room I don't know how it started. I don't know if it's uh, Coach Tomlin's ability or, or willingness to let you authentically be you, but something needs to change because what's happened generation to generation, era to era, year to year, and that room has been absolutely unacceptable. Again, I don't want to talk about these receivers all episode. We're not going to do. We have a lot to talk about. But, guys, uh, where, where does the problems in this wide receiver room come from? I understand wide receivers around the league, they do have a different personality mm -hmm. than, than a lot of the other players and positions, but uh, why can't this problem ever seem to be solved in the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver? It all depends on like how you describe cancer. You know, AB played up until what his last year, he was not a problem that last year he became a problem. Juju, I mean, how, how much of a cancer was Juju? You know, he, you know, do you feel that than, we have an ideal situation with our wide receiver? Well, room, or like, do you, do you acknowledge me, there's a bit me, of an issue. Me, oh, I think it's been me, that way the last 10 years. To me, the, the problem, George Pickens is the problem because you see Deontay Johnson take accountability in the media and in front of the team. I, I think so, he's, it's, you know, but, it's but he thing. takes accountability. He's trying to better himself, whereas Pickens does he, not. Five? You can't figure these people that, you no, know, no, what's no, the he, problem? Great, he grew as a player, and now you see, like, you know, He's always accountable to the media, unlike some other people on this team. But yeah, I think like right now, like if we can, if we get rid of Pickens and you, the only personality you have to deal with is Deontay Johnson's, I think that my God, that would be so much better because this is someone who's actually trying to be better. Whereas George, I just don't think he just gets it. And Juju thought he can just be happy go lucky with everyone and let all of his social media stuff why, wouldn't be a problem. Then it did become a problem. And I don't guys, know where, yeah. You like, like my you question said, is this. Why don't the guys get the idea? You come to work, you, you have a job. This isn't, uh, you know, this isn't playground in, in middle school. This is, this is you're, you're getting nice paychecks. I, I think that these guys are getting generous paychecks. They can't complain. And they're expected to do something when they come to their workplace. And everything that they do outside of that box is, is, is a problem. And, you know, you're there to play football. I'm just you're trying to figure there, out. Like, you're not there to worry about TikTok videos. You're not yeah. there to worry about, uh, you know, everything down the list here from all these guys. It's been one thing to another. At what point does the wide receiver room come in with a, with a, uh, their focus on what it is they're supposed to do and worry about doing the things they have to do? I just want to know, like, how is, like, Deontay Johnson a cancer? Oh, he's been a Because he yelled at Mitch. Oh, name me one wide receiver and quarterback who never got into an argument with each other before. I mean, if you go back yeah, to our show, you could probably find a dozen things. I, I can't off the top of my head. Come, I'm just know, trying to think. Like, I've I've been trying to crack rack my head. Like, he had a hand issue. He had trouble catching. He want, He's trying to find ways to become a better to, – to work on the concentration lapses. He's trying well, I mean, to I mean, it's improve. no secret. I'm you, just trying to figure it out. You're a Deontay guy. I mean, there's a lot of people that no, are. No, I'm just trying to figure it out. And, and, and the thing is – But I, I'm not afraid to move on from Deontay Johnson. I'm willing to move on from him. I'm just trying to figure out how he's a locker room cancer. I think that he puts things in younger players' heads. I think, you know, this just like the workplace. As you, as you express yourself, there's people around you that hear what you're saying, and there's people around you that will then take a certain stance because of what you're saying. 
I, I think there's a handful of things. And as I said, if you give us time, we can certainly dig it up. But, you know, to point I one guy, I think it. that Ryan Clark's, uh, I don't think that Ryan Clark's, what he said is pointing to one particular guy. I think he's just giving you a bunch uh, of yeah. examples of uh, things that have been yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. not, not ideal situations yeah. from this wide receiver room. And that comes down to not only just the head coach, but the position coaches as well. Because they deal with them more than the head coaches do. That's what I'm not sure like a lot of people realize is that, you know, you spend more time with your position coach than you do your head coach. But then that's when the, the head coach, GM, the owner needs to come in and look all the yeah, they're look the like what's going on. They're the, they're, they're the they're the overlookers of everything. Yeah, that's where, you know, they something needs to be done there. Then if, you know, the head coach isn't doing it, the GM needs to do it. If the GM's not doing that's it, the head coach don't do it, the owner needs to come in and fix it as well. It's, there's like a lot of problems going on over in Steeler land right now. Oh, we got plenty of problems, guys. I'm gonna we'll talk about some more again. I I, I said that we're not gonna do these receivers all day. We're not because I'm I'm frankly I'm tired of it. I I I I hope that we do something in this offseason to fix this problem. Whatever it may be, it has to stop. They have to quit worrying about everything else mm-hmm. and worry about catching the ball, worrying about getting the ball in the end zone, worry about making plays, worrying about uh you know, things that wide receivers need to be worrying about and all the extra bullshit that we've had been dealing with over the past however long it's got to stop if you want you know and there's a lot of things that need to change you you, you hit the nail on the head mike it's not just the wide receiver no, room, oh god no but it, is a not... big part, it is a big part of what's going on in this team right now amongst other things dan moore jr rated as the league's worst the league's worst pass blocker mike dan moore jr rated as the league's worst pass blocker he gave up what uh Two sacks all year between like, like Miles Garrett, the Bosa's, Max Crosby. So where they get these ratings, I I don't know. Let's just well, say he was at the other end of the me... spectrum. This wouldn't even be a conversation. Oh no, if it's not, no, we would be like, well, it, it takes but back to the, the Miles Garrett, TJ Watt type thing. Is you know, it, you it know. comes down to splitting hairs now. Okay, some people might say it's this. Some people, yeah, yeah some people. But but the point is, you know, he you know, if he's even mentioned in the in the uh, category of of you know worst pass blockers, yeah. The, the offensive line is a problem. We have to fix the offensive line. There's a couple. We have a couple spots, as you mentioned earlier in the show, Mike. Yeah. The center that has yeah. to improve. You center. need your anchor. Just as we had Pouncey, just as we had mm-hmm. Dirt, just as we had Webster. Creed Humphries need, would be great, right? You now. need. Well, we uh, we can't get him, correct? No, we can't. No. Okay, just, Kansas City uh, ain't no. letting him go. Yeah, no, we we that he came out in the Najee Frymuth draft. That's one where like, yeah, when it. My my thing is Dan Moore. Put him on the right side. Roger Jones to the left, and you replace Mason Mason Cole. And I think you have a pretty solid line. Because yeah, or a solid line. We need a line that that could win. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and I think they that will be a line that would win because you get a center in there. Your guards don't have to overcompensate <clears throat> for the center. Yeah, you, know, you get a center who can handle someone one on one. Because you know, Sayomalu and. Um, Daniels, they're they're rated highly as pass blockers and run blockers as well. So I I think Dan Moore can move out to right, or you get another right tackle, another center, and Dan Moore's your swing tackle in case someone goes this. down. That that's ideal right there. He goes to the bench, but he's that guy who you know you can put put him in play and you can survive with him, and you get yourself a damn good center. And that that line would be a very good line. Let me ask you this. Now, if we were preparing and next week was the Super Bowl, let's just say <laughs> hypothetically. Well, you're hold on, you're already off the track. Don't, don't I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Say, I'm back on say track. We're, back on yeah, track. get back on track. Say we're I need Rudolph the guy to be here. Say we we're going into the Super Bowl next weekend. Would you feel that this that line that you just mentioned would be a, a competent enough line to be a Super Bowl? caliber line i mean we're, we're looking to improve we're looking to do things to move forward we're looking for ways to win playoff games so i mean again it's it's it's, it's a little bit more than trying to find a good line we're looking for the line for the next 10 years you know and if we bring in yeah. that center he's going to be the center for the next 10 years yeah uh, broderick jones is going to be the tackle for the next 10 years you know how far are we off mike from having our, our our offensive line to where we feel content as pittsburgh Steelers fans um with the offensive line situation i, I think it's two pieces you know the ones we've been talking about. So it, we're two pieces from being that that team that, that line. good. That good. You can get one in the draft and one in free agency this year, and you can be okay. You can no. be that team that that O line that will get you where you need to go. Fair enough. Uh, Miles Jack on the defensive side of the ball, guys. <laughs> Miles Jack is back. He's going to be in uniform tomorrow. Hell yeah, baby! 
back yeah. on the field. Guys, we're down to slim pickings here. We're on our third string quarterback. Right. Or we're on the linebacker that was a electrician just, just a few weeks ago. I, I mean, we're down to the bare minimum. We, um, you know, as I said, it feels like we're giving up. But on the other hand, how much are we giving up and how much are we just out of position? There's a lot of things that happened this year. Of course, we lost many, many line inside linebackers. We lost all of us. I don't even know if we have a safety on this team that could play. We're third string quarterback. We're, you know, again, with a team that's still until my, my opinion has always been this. And I and I know Mike has a different take because he always says that, uh, you know, he's been saying that we're, we're kind of playing for the draft at this point. But on the other hand, my, my, my opinion has always been this. If you're still in it, you're still in it. And until I yeah. get eliminated, I'm still in it. But again, I do see Mike's point. I can't ever agree with Mike's point because I, I don't agree with giving up on a season. I think that I, you should try until you're I, officially out. I, I, I don't either. I, I, I want us to keep going for, you know, to try and win. But there's ways to make it look like you're trying, but also by giving up. Not giving up on the season, but just accepting the fate of, hey, we're, we're not going to make it. So let's get some people out there, see what we got. And I kind of have a feeling that's what we're doing. We're getting, we're at the point now where we're going to see what we have. We know the roster we have right now was not deep enough or talented enough to get us to where we're worth what we thought last year. So let's see what we really do have on this Can team. I pause this you right there. Save yes. that thought. I, I don't want you to cut you off. But isn't it funny that just last week that Coach Mike Tomlin said he was confident in the depth of this <laughs> yeah, I know. team for well, a playoff no. run? For a playoff run? This come out well, of his face. You, what did it shoot you, though, if we have, like, this secondary that I'm looking right at, Levi Wallace, Miles Killebrew, Pat Pete at the other safety position, and Joey Porter go out and shut down this wide receiver duo? I would Boyd love to and, see that. Boyd and I Higgins, think, I would I laugh my T. ass off. I think Higgins is going to kill us. I think the Boyd's is going to kill us. I think that the redheaded tight end is going to kill us. We may, we may, uh, you know, last time we, we totally shut down mix and he had what 20 some yards, but uh, guys, I, I just, I don't know if this team has any heart left. Um, Mike, I, I noticed that you've been using the uh, penis flavored lip mm-hmm, a lot boy. lately. I just noticed that uh, I yeah. seen it a couple days ago when I was watching oh, back and I was like, dude, that penis flavored lip it is so dry at work. Then it's so cold. And then you walk by a place where they furnace is blasting in your face my lips are just chapped it's hurt my side hustle but i you know i'm gonna be honest i i can in no way imagine any situation where the steelers win this football game tomorrow i i can't i, I until they prove that they have any heart at all or they have any desire to win i i'm pretty much chalking it up and, and i don't want to i'm pretty much chalking it up as, as a lost season and that's a shame with th- excuse me, three games left i the only th- way i can see us winning is if we go out there and we play hard hitting football that's outlawed anymore and we injure a couple guys and that's the only way we're gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm derpy. I I, I we, we have like, one you cornerback. Know we that. have one cornerback. Joey Porter Jr. can't cover everyone and every cornerback eventually gets beat for for a pass. So he's not gonna hold everyone down to like zero catches. Jamar's so. not playing, right? No, but they still have T. Higgins, who's a number one, and Tyler Boyd, who's a number two on most teams. So, and they have a pretty good tight end, and we haven't Is been able to cover. Home, we haven't been able to cover a tight end in forty three years that Is I know. Is it at of. home though? Oh, Derby, we lost back to back games against two win teams at home. the The stadium is going to be empty. It's going to be a Bengals invasion. Here is you may not be wrong on that. I know. I'm. I see. I was filled with the Christmas spirit, but you guys are bringing me down today. You guys yeah. are bringing me down. Here is your your latest your latest injury report going into the game. Uh, out for the game is this Kenny Pickett. He is out. Trenton Thompson. Uh, he did not play. He did not practice all week, so he is out. Elijah Riley, who just recently come back signed but he is on the ir <laughs> out oh minka fitzpatrick also did not participate this week and he is out <laughs> Najee harris oh, was back to full practice uh broderick jones back to full practice pat fryermuth full practice siamalu didn't practice this week but he will play and cam cam was back to full practice after oh, being don't. cleared of his, his concussion protocol but before, before Mike, before 
we shit on him as we do. I'm going to give you a little information about Cam. Cam oh, registered you. 13 and a half sacks in four games. Natty. That's the most by a player against the Bengals in league history. Wow. Terrell Suggs, 12 and a half had been the previous record, and it took him 29 games to get to that point where with Cam, it took 24 games mm. to get the 13 and a half. So maybe, just maybe, he's due. He's due. He's due to do something. Yeah. So that's Cam. Oh, he had some rambling quote about like the Steeler way that was just god awful. What was it? Oh, I, I don't know. It was just god awful. Go, it, it's up on the internet. It's up on the Twitter. It was on the the, right. the local B team interview. It was bad. People in the comments were cl- actually people were clowning Cam Hayward on Twitter. Normally they all slob his knob on Twitter. They're like, oh, I thought he was. He a still leader. deserves a ring though. No, he does not. He does. Derpy. He's played in. He's seven, the last guy. He's played in seven playoff games. Who has seven Derpy. tackles? No, you have to earn it. You don't just a lifetime achievement award like your Ray Bork getting co- traded Derpy. to Colorado to get a champion. No, this dude is a bum who disappears in the big games. Derpy. Sorry, Derpy. It's not. It's not. No, it's not a you enough. thing. It's, a, it's this Cam Hayward thing. It's not a you thing. It's not a you fair thing, enough. Derpy. Sidney um, Crosby earned rings. Fair enough. Fair enough. Harrison earned rings. My man, my man, Holmes earned rings. They went out there and produced on the biggest games and the biggest stages. Two of the most iconic plays in Super Bowl history. Earned, not given, like Clam thinks he deserves. There you go. And I am so positive Clam scoop in there because I knew Mike would eventually oh. take over and go down this pike, if you will, and uh, and he did. So He was once a it. damn good player, too, then he just got too full of himself and acted like he's the greatest thing ever and doesn't live up to the hype. That's what pisses me off about him. So with all you the know, controversy, guys, that, all the controversy this week, we had KZ get suspended for the rest of the season. He appealed and got denied. However, if we make the playoffs, KZ will be allowed to play. That did uh, that happen. We're winning out for KZ. We're winning out. Third KZ, string yes. quarterback getting the nod to start this weekend. He uh, looked P- good three years ago, his last game. Pickens and Tomlin and all that controversy. Mendenhall from the outside. Guys, is there any, I mean, re- realistically, is there any way that the Pittsburgh Steelers could get their heads in the game enough because once they lose tomorrow and 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 as i said i i i have a difficult time believing that there's any chance that the steelers could win this game the Bengals are playing like a team that wants to make the playoffs and the steelers are playing the exact opposite is there any chance any chance mike that you would say that the steelers have to win this football game tomorrow yes and you want to know what, what that is please that, that rashard mendenhall controversy Mm-hmm. Okay. Only one Steeler was named to one of the two teams. That was TJ Watt. That's going to piss a lot of people off on that team. And that's going to rally them wait, to wait, work wait. together. TJ Watt, you know, when they came with the all white, all black team, only TJ Watt was picked. Boz oh, was not oh, picked. Okay. I see. Boz wasn't picked at all. Presley Harvin was an afterthought. When they were making up these rosters, this is going to unify the team even more. Rashad Mendenhall thought he was driving wedges places. No, he's bringing people together. This is going to rally the Steelers, and they're going to win. That's the best I can come up with, man. And that is this team keys. has nothing left to play. And that for. is the keys to beating the Bengals tomorrow. <laughs> yes, is yes mm. to look at the rosters everyone came up with and not seeing your name on there. You want to earn your stripes for one of those two teams gonna be completely honest i didn't i paid no attention to that all week i did pay attention to any of these rosters i did too i'm loving i think it it's absolutely ridiculous i didn't I love uh, it i didn't pay two 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 thoughts to be honest i i it, it was bringing it brought tears to my eyes i was laughing so hard but one thing that i did here guys this is an interesting statistic now uh it's not gonna happen at least in one two well let's hear this out first in the last 20 years, guys, yep. check this out. In the last 20 years, the AFC Championship game has only been played in five different cities. <laughs> five different Ooh. cities. Foxborough. Wait, up, 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 oh, I'm up, sorry. Up, oh, up, I thought up, we were allowed to guess. I'm I was sorry. Gonna, it's not I was going to give somebody on the board an opportunity to win something if if we if Derpy could uh, could name these, but um, 
I don't know. I'm sorry. I did not mean to jump the gun. I'm fired up and I'm excited. Go ahead. I I have a gift card here. I got a Dick's gift card for uh, 25 bucks. I'd like to give away if anybody would be interested. Um, But let's proceed, Mike. Foxborough being one, they did it seven times. Kansas City, five times. Denver and Pittsburgh, both three times. And Indianapolis, two times. AFC championship game of the past 20 years. Five locations, Darby. What do you think of that? That's insane. You know, and, and, and that's some dominant franchases right there. And you know, at the yes, end of the day, it yes. sounds like it's that insane. But you know what? Is it really because, you know, 20 years, five cities. But when you look at the cities, you know, I mean, the, the Patriots, they've, they've been dominant for 20 years. Yeah, they went to 10 Super Bowls. In Kansas City and, uh, you know, the Steelers and Indianapolis and, you know, even Denver. So when, when you look at it, I mean, realistically, who else could have, have been? Maybe maybe the Ravens could have got one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it's 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 it sounds crazy. But when you look at it, it's not you as break it down. Yeah, right, right. Maybe, maybe the Ravens. But really, realistically, who else could have been a team that could have hosted? No one else from the AFC. Yeah, no one else from the AFC East or the South. Or, or yeah, no one from the South outside of. Indy that one year so yeah I know no no one no one no one no yeah I got nothing. um we're gonna get to the over and under shortly he's to beating Cincinnati also but Mike I do you, you talk briefly and I don't remember if this was off the air or when, when we started but mm-hmm. you're talking a little bit about the um the draft class oh because you were trolling people before you yeah. got on the air yeah and you were talking about trolling I was actually being you know insightful and you were talking about Kevin Colbert's picks and uh this and that and his teams and his free agents listen to this draft class guys 2020 it, it caught my attention and it, i just kind of mm-hmm. threw it all together because I I what mike was one. saying here's 2020's draft class chase claypool <laughs> uh high smith mcfarland kevin dotson antoine brooks jr and carlos davis safety and a linebacker i think Talking about a draft, Claypool is a clown. Yep. McFarland, you know, he he uh, did nothing until you know eventually he got cut or you know mm-hmm. released yesterday. Dotson, you know, we we I guess I guess we have something, but we gave him away. We're finding that out now. Antoine Brooks and Carlos Davis. So the only person on that on that particular draft, twenty twenty, that's on the team is Alex Highsmith. Yeah. Only he got paid. Hasn't team. done anything. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a good example of what you're saying, Mike. And you, and you could use that. The 2020 draft was complete shit. It was. Uh, you know, Claypool looked like he was going to be a guy for like the first handful of games, and he just fell off. Heisman, someone who's got better year every year, but today, this this year has plateaued and hasn't done anything. Dodson, you know, we, we saw what we had with him. He was good, but you, know, you got to remember, he was still going up against he, trying to crack the lineup when, uh, I think, what, at the end of – um. To Castro's career, and then we brought in Daniels and running Sayamala. He got lost in the numbers game. They liked him, but it was just a numbers game. And hey, we were able to get something for him. They didn't realize, you know, he would blossom this year the way he did. Maybe they probably thought maybe a year or two away from it, but he was productive when he was here. But it sucks to see him go. But yeah, that draft class, man, terrible, terrible draft class. That's, you know, that outside was... of two players. <laughs> that was you Kevin had... Colbert. You yeah, granted, you know your first pick, you know you traded away to get Minka, but that's guess who was picked like four or five picks after Chase Claypool, Jalen Hurts. Yep. But <laughs> but how you know did we really need another time? We thought you know Ben coming back, he'll be good to go. Blah blah blah. So that Puka I, Nakua. I, I mean, even last year though, when you got into this team, he's and a guy like Puka Nakua is is difficult because you didn't know what you were getting. But he was still available after you know a certain point where we could have picked them. So, I mean, there, there's there's people that you miss all the time. Oh you, yeah, you can go the thing through is you every can't get, draft. You, right. you don't know it's drafts is a crapshoot. A B six round, Tom Brady six round. Who knew? You know. Yeah. I'm trying to find what I seen the other day. But no, is yeah. Like I was just going back through draft classes and free agencies from Colbert. He did not believe in bringing in free agents. Like his biggest one was James Ferrier, and that was a huge one. You thought that would he'd be better at getting free agents, and they weren't. Man, remember John Bostic? Everyone thought oh, he was going to be the guy. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, Colbert, man. He he did not build some solid teams, man. Not a no. Mm-mm. 
And no. I'm liking what I'm seeing from like, the two guys we have this year running the show. But, you know, I think they, they have a lot to clean up. And hopefully, you know, this was just a nice little foundation they can build and build. We saw what their first draft class looked like, and it's looking pretty solid. Well, it's going to take a good three three seasons to even understand if that's the if exactly that's the case. if everyone's going to keep paying. Yeah, right? Is, you know, you know, mean, is PZ look how Claypool Claypool yep. looks so mm-hmm. promising the year that he got drafted, yep. and you know, we were excited. This cat from Notre yeah. Dame, he's a physical specimen. Uh-huh. Look what he did in the first seven games. This guy's going to be rookie of the year, man. This guy's going to be the future. Yep. And you see how that plays out. See, you, you do. You have to wait about three seasons before you get a, an idea of what you got from a draft. Mm-hmm. So far, so good with this one. I, I think that uh, yeah. Broderick Jones. I'm, I'm happy with the. I, I think that they brought him along a little slower than you'd like. But you yeah. know what? I, I, I'm happy with what Broderick Jones yeah. is doing. And the whole Me way too. down, there's not too many people might like say that I Herb. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like so. uh, Corey Trice, seventh round pick. You roll the dice on someone who had it, oh. who had injury concerns. That's when those guys are going to get drafted. So. If he pans out, he pans out. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Same thing with the offensive tackle or the offensive lineman. He he can play all across the line. Those Imagine are guys if like, we had him right now. Corey Trice, that would be nice to have. He would be nice to have. Oh, uh, it would be a help. But you know what? As you said, Mike, he dropped to seven because he has injury issues. Yeah. If you have, you know, at that point, yep. you really don't know what you're getting. Yeah. You know, as, yeah. as unpredictable yeah. as the draft is earlier than that, you know, that seventh pick, you just never know. Yeah, Sixth pick, it, you never yeah. know. Because if he was like healthy throughout his whole career, he would have been a you know that third round pick third. range, yeah. So, yeah. So I have no problems with like sixth, seventh round picks not making the team. You know, but those, especially those top three, now even the fourth round picks, man, they have to be hits. Just yeah, you know the the way the salary cap issues are for, like throughout the league, you know the it cost of players now for receivers quarterbacks outside linebackers going up you have to hit on at least your first four draft picks every single year consistently anybody watch speaking of puka nakua anybody watched the uh thursday night football game last night no i already had a monster game and i knew we were going to talk about it i want to be surprised the rams and the saints were both seven and seven i didn't know what i was getting into watching this game but it was a good game there's i tell you what the rams are really coming around at this point they've been playing good football lately and they are sitting in the seventh seed in the nfc right now if i'm not mm-hmm. mistaken and i you know i i know I, you're looking at those top few teams in the nfc and then you look at everybody else it's basically the same as it is in the afc with the 49ers being one philly cowboys in the detroit lions anybody outside of those four teams i don't think really stands too much of a chance i don't think you know minnesota they're good enough to get in, but you know, are they yeah. good enough to get through those teams? I don't think the, so. The Rams, are they good enough to get through those teams? So uh as impressed as I was watching the Rams, Aaron Donald looked like the you know, the Aaron Donald of old. He was getting back there. Yeah, I think he had a sack or two. Um Nakua, they have a nice receiving core. They have um I can't think who the other part. Oh, Cup. Cooper Nakua. Cup. Yeah. Um their tight end's good. So, you know, yeah. the, the Rams are gonna be fun to watch. To win the Super Bowl, I, I highly doubt it, but uh, you know what? They did it one other time. So and yeah, Nakua went off. Holy moly. Stafford, you know, he he's so hit or miss. Some days he looks uh-huh. like a quarterback that can get it done, and other days he doesn't. But right now they're they're hitting their stride. And you know what? That's the secret of the game. You got to hit your stride at the right time. And yep. you're you're seeing the teams that are, and you're seeing the teams that aren't. Yeah, yeah. It's like we peaked too early with our crack with our scrappy play style right because you look at these teams that are in playoff hunts or in good positions we beat them yep now we, but, beat, we beat a bunch of good teams this like, year ba- like baltimore we and we lost a bunch of bad teams yeah you know yeah hey hey we do have the hardest record in the nfl it's true we're like the anti true. we're like the anti-cowboys we're beating the good teams and we're losing to the bad teams they're losing to the bad team Winning, beating the good teams and losing to the bad teams, yeah. but uh, there are there are a bunch of teams that are in playoff spots right now that we did beat, and yeah. uh, you know what, we're going to get another one tomorrow, so mm-hmm. we get a chance to. Matter of fact, the last three teams are probably going to be in the playoffs. The last three teams yeah. we play this season, yeah. so we'll get a good look. So, Mike, besides Rudolph taking the sleigh uh-huh. and leading the way, mm-hmm. I need your keys, Mike. Your keys to the Steelers winning against the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow. What are the keys to winning this game? Uh, for me, personally, establish that run game. It just run, 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 and run some more. Uh, the Bengals are giving up 4.7 yards per rush. That's 31st in the league. Run 
run, run, and run a little bit more, and then run some more. Um, even so, you're saying the best way for Rudolph to lead the sleigh is to not actually do anything; just get the hell out of the way. Hand yeah, the ball even off well, and... even like their their passing, you know, statistics aren't that great either. You know, they're <laughs> they're giving up 251 yards through the air. They're 66 percent completion percentage against them. That's 25th in the NFL, but their run defense Ooh. is even worse. So you establish the run; that's going to open up the pass. And this is, you know, Ooh. we Kenny. You know, hey, this is the team we cooked, man. After Matt Canada was fired, this was the team. You know, where um, this is the only team we beat Fry. since Canada's been gone. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. the nice little reset right here. Let's get the win and move on. But no, for me, it's going to be establishing the run on offense. Open up the pass game that way. Don't put all the pressure on Mason. You know, we we know what knowledge he can do. We know what um, Jalen Warren can do when they're given the chance. Let them establish the run and then sprinkle in the pass and then get going that way. Then you get them off balance because that defense is not good. On the other hand, on that offense, you got to find a way to stop someone in the passing game, pick someone, shut them down. Whether it be T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, or or that tight end. Pick one of those, shut them down. Yeah, I you know they they got to they got to force turnovers. Mm-hmm. Something they haven't done in weeks. Um, <laughs> we were doing really good. We were we were at the top of the league for a while. Yeah, the defense was carrying things. We were getting pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Those, that's another thing that hasn't been happening lately. You know, so the things that that um you know you just wonder is is it the capability that we lost by losing all these inside linebackers? You know, being thin at the safety position where you're not able to do the things that you want to do. Or is it just, uh, as I said, is this team just ran its course and, and they're kind of on the on the outs now and ready for offseason? I think it's a little bit of both, maybe one feeding off the other, but uh, they have to figure out a way to get to the quarterback, at least at least cause enough pressure to make him yeah. so where he's not comfortable. And then also, if you can, let's get some turnovers. You got to force fumbles. You got to get, uh, you know, you got to do something. They're not doing anything. Yeah. And you know, and the the worst thing that this team could have happen to him is have have a team start on their own ten yard line. That seems to be the hardest drive for the Steelers to stop this year is the ninety yard drive. Oh. Um, you know, if I'm if I at this point, I, I don't want the ball to be inside the ten yard line. Maybe it's a good idea to keep Harvin around and just let him punt twenty two yard punts and uh, give him decent field position. That's when we've seen the play be a little bit more effective on defense. Yeah, that ninety yard drive has been killing us, Mike. It, it has multiple ninety yard drives this year, and yeah. And it you it, it's usually after you know we get a score, we get a stop, and then you know we we're held, but then we pin them deep, and then they break, and that's when the dam goes, man. That's when the dam breaks. It's the floodgates open after that big long drive. So then the offense co- goes out and presses, and then the defense goes out and presses, and it just snowballs. How many more metaphors can I throw in there? So the big guy, he went and got his Rudolph. Mm-hmm. He asked him to guide the sleigh this weekend. Derpy, any chance to, uh, you know, you're you're usually optimistic. Any chance that the Steelers have to win this game tomorrow for you, Derpy? I mean, I really, I think it comes down to Rudolph, but also I think usually, usually this time around, the the, the fan base believes in their Steelers, and that's really, usually gets them through it. But right now, I don't think we're at that. I don't think this team is capable of playing sixty minutes. Me either. I don't believe that this team is uh, prepared mentally to go out and, and win an NFL football game at this point. Now, these are things that throughout the week you could have, you know, if you're – successful coaches do successful things, and, and I just don't feel that with this. I'm not saying he hasn't and he's not and he's not going to be. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel that what we have yeah. done this year – that it was po- that it's possible that the coaching coaches players could have all came together yeah. and decided to get their head enough into the game to win this game. Mm. Yes, Jamar Chase is out. Yes, there's a few things that, that's unideal for the Bengals, but you know what? To, to, to believe that we're even close to what they're doing right now, no, it, it's 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 a farce. No. We are so far back behind even what the Bengals are doing. I I I you know what? If they win tomorrow, I will be very surprised. It will be the biggest gift that Santa could bring. But there, I just don't, I don't feel it. I, no, yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it. This team like, just, they're not like, playing good like, football. Ryan, like, remember how we were talking in the offseason, how amped and rejuvenated and energized Tomlin Well, they knew looked. the goal then. Yeah. But, like, and everyone was healthy. Yeah. But uh, look at Tomlin now. 
compared to the, compare him, he was so upbeat, excited. You were ready to run through a brick wall for him. Now you're, I'm not even run through a paper mache wall for him. I, it's just, you just seen him like just get drained. Usually you, Tomlin comes in all steady. And then at the end of the year, he's getting fired up this year. It, it It's complete opposite. My he looks drained and defeated. Like even he doesn't know what the hell just happened. You know how it is. Like you, when you're working and shit just goes wrong and it snowballs and you can't get it back on track. He has that look of like, I have no fucking clue what just happened. And I, that's, you know, I, I thought I, you would never see that from him because he always keeps that calm demeanor and, oh, he's starting to wear emotions on the sleeve, on his injuries face. You can see office. it. Yeah. And not just the injuries. I think everything just snowballed from what they envisioned what happened. And they just, it just got away from him. All right, guys, it is time for the uh, the overrunner segment, which today we are renaming the segment for the holidays. This is Christmas present or coal is what you're going to get in your stocking. <laughs> like, the over will be the Christmas present. The coal will be the under. All right. So here we go. Mike, Derpy, Mason Rudolph, one and a half interceptions. Is it going to be over or under? I, or there's gonna be some coal in the in the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals uh, secondary stockings. It, yeah. Mason's gonna protect that ball. <laughs> All right, Derpy over or under <clears throat> Mason Rudolph a sack a interception and a half. Under. All right, interesting. Both you guys going under on that. Yeah, we're we some Scrooges now, man. Next one. This is going to be a little different. This isn't exactly an over-under, but it is. Which running back is going to have more yards? Jalen Warren or Najee Harris? Warren or Harris? Who has more rushing yards in this game, Mike? I'm I'm going uh, Jalen Warren. I was going to try and be positive and say Najee's going to have a really good game, but now I'm going to go Jalen Warren. Derby? Warren or Harris? Who has more? Who has more rushing yards? I'm gonna go Warren. I think that's a popular pick right now. I, I think that he's pretty much ran the table all season, as far as as far as I could think back, and then had more yards rushing than Harris. So we'll see. We'll see if that changes. But both you guys took Jalen Warren on that. Next yep. one, guys. George Pickens, a half a touchdown. Will he have a touchdown or not, Mike? Mm, big lump of coal. Big lump of coal for George Pickens. Big lump of coal. Big lump of coal. Derpy, over to you. George Pickens. A lump of coal, or will he bring a, a present to the, uh, the the tree tomorrow? A half um, a touchdown, yes or no? A touchdown. Yes. So you're saying he's bringing presents. George Pickens is bringing presents. Yes. All right. Mike, Steelers offensive turnovers. Steeler offensive turnovers, one and a half. So less than one and a half would be a present, but more than one and a half would be a lump of coal. What do you think? Take the under. All right. Big old lump of coal. Derpy, one and a half turnovers for the offense of the Steelers. Do you think we commit more than one and a half or less than one and a half? Less. All right. And finally, on the offensive side of things, Chris Boswell, one and a half field goals. Mike, does he kick less than one and a half field goals uh, made or more? Does I'm trying to more? remember what I said the score would be. Uh, I'm going to go with a big old lump of coal. Okay. It looks like, Mike, you have 35 to 10. Yeah, big old lump. yeah that's what I thought mm-hmm. I had. Big old lump of coal. So less than uh, Derpy, one and a half field goals for Boswell, more or less, over or under? Uh, under. Okay. Interesting. I, I would think that that. Uh, oh, all actually, right, we'll no, 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 no. All right, over. you guys are set. All right, over on defense, guys. T.J. Watt, a half sack, Mike. Does he have a sack or no? I'm going to give him a big old present. T.J. Watt's going to have a couple sacks. 
All right. Derpy, half sack. Does he have TJ Watt? Yeah. Over. Over. Alex Highsmith, same question. Half sack. Under or over? Mike. Under. Derby, same question. Alex Highsmith, does he have more or less than a half a sack? Brian Reynolds, under. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Close, good enough. And uh, here's, here's one I think these guys are like. Cam Hayward, a half sack. Does he have a sack tomorrow or no? <laughs> Knowing that what you know, he's the all-time sack leader against the Bengals in the NFL. Mike. I'm going to go. Do you have a sack or no? I'm going to go with a big old present for Clam Hayward. He's Clam? Gonna fa- Clam's going to fall Clam on Hayward. someone and get a half sack, baby. All right. Derpy. Cam Hayward. Sack or no? Give me a present for the old man, Cam Hayward. All right. Defensive turnovers. Does the Steelers' defense force one and a half turnovers tomorrow? Will they have more than one and a half or less than one and a half, Mike? Um, mm. I think the only t- the only chance the Steelers had to win this game is to force turnovers. Yeah, and uh... yeah, getting the ball in the right part of the field, and you know, maybe um, that that that's in my opinion, that's the only chance this team has yeah. to win. Let's go. You know what? I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling the Christmas spirit. So let's go over. Derby defensive turnovers one and a half over or under. Are they going to score more? Are they going to cause more than one and a half or cause less than one and a half turnovers? Screw it, we ball. Give me over. All right, and finally, finally, that become the most popular over and under on the show. At this point, we're running out of guys, but we're going to continue on with what we do. My devastating injuries in this game tomorrow. Somebody of value that we lose for a significant period of time, of course, is the uh, guideline that we go by. One half. Do we lose is it? Is there more or less than a half a player that we lose tomorrow in a significant devastating injury, as we call them? Unfortunately, I think there's going to be a big old present on the injury front because, you know, it's just been consistent. We lose someone every single game. It's Derby. because of Ryan. It's all because of Ryan. It is all my fault. Because you're bringing up <laughs> Jinx it. Derby? Half of an injury. What do you think? Yes, it'll be Najee Harris. All right. Interesting. Interesting take. Uh, and there you go, everybody. That is our weekly edition of the Over and Under we got guys tomorrow this time. We're going to be just hours away from kickoff. Last I home forgot game it was a Saturday game. This will be the last home game of the year. We do have two on the road to finish up against two bird teams, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. And then after that, uh, you know, let's just say if we uh, advance, we're able to get a, get into the playoffs. We'll play after that. But I, uh, it's looking unlikely at this point, guys. If you would ask me three weeks ago, I would have said, you know what, things are looking pretty good at seven and four. Now seven and seven, we have a chance to be seven and eight if we drop this tomorrow, which is not uh, not the direction you want to go in, but that is in no. fact where we are at this point. Mike, I do want to talk about a couple other things this morning. We do have the Pittsburgh Penguins played last night. They played the tough, tough, tough Carolina right. Hurricanes, who's always a tough game for the Penguins coming in. The Hurricanes were 17, 11, and um. 17 12 and three penguins beat the hurricanes two to one in a shootout that mm-hmm. increases the penguins record to 15 13 and three and that drops the canes to 17 12 and four uh penguins now might have won four of their last five games yeah sydney crosby scored the lone regulation goal for the penguins at even strength uh four of the last five games you win you beat carolina in a shootout are things going finally the way that they should be going for this Penguins team, Mike? And are you confident that this is going to continue? Things are looking up. I, I'm i not confident that it's going to continue, but it's a nice little, uh, nice little run. Like you said, nice they've won run. four out of five after that like, you know, four-game losing streak. Things are starting to look a little bit better. But, you know, the Stars are still playing well. It's the rest of the team that needs to keep up with them, get the power play, keep 
you know, get it more consistent. That's going to help. Jari's been playing pretty well. So it might be a sign of things to come that we're on the upswing, but it's, it's going to be a long climb because we're, we're still next to last in the, in the Metro. It's going to take a while to get us back up there, but if they can keep playing the way they are, and it's hopefully that Leafs game was just an outlier, but you know, a lot of these games have been close, man. They've been one goal games, two goal games. So, and you got to find ways to win, man. They're like the Steelers. Goalie man. has been really giving it. You know, I mean, he he, he yeah. played last night, and it yeah, seems he that he, he he's pretty solid. Yeah. So nice little one-two punch back there. Is it going to be enough? Do they have enough depth throughout the lineup? I I don't know, but you know, that the way Crosby's playing, anything's possible. He's thirty-six years old and he's still playing like he, he, he like he's in his mid twenties. So let me he's ask you: When, the kid. when mm-hmm. spring comes around, does this Pittsburgh team qualify for the playoffs, Mike? No, you don't think? I don't think. I think we just miss it again, just on the outside looking in. One well, thing have... I noticed about hockey: a hockey season usually consists of about three or four decent streaks a season. Yep, for the Penguins yep. at least, I've noticed. Yep. Yeah, we talked about that last year. And with that being said, I, I think that the Penguins are going to be in the playoffs. I think they will hit their streak. There's probably going to be a point where they win like, you know, nine games in a row, and it's going to give everyone a lot of excitement. Yeah. And then you're also going to hit your longer losing streak, uh-huh. like a five, a six, something like that. But I think that this team is good. I, you know, it just doesn't make sense for this team not to be good enough to qualify for the playoffs, mm-hmm. e- even at the lowest seed. I mean, okay, we're not talking, you know, top seeded, but I just think that they're too good to not be in even at the lowest seed. Yeah, it seems to me that it would be yeah. it would be extremely bizarre for this team to lo- miss the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah, with all that talent, it just seems like by default you should find be able to find your way into the playoffs if if yeah. you have the guys that this team has. Yeah, they had that with the five game win streak, then they had that four game lose losing streak, but they also had like win lose two lose two win lose two lose two win lose win lose lose. So they they've been a very inconsistent team uh, that yeah that's that's the word that i would use to describe the pittsburgh penguins this season as inconsistent as, as mm-hmm. all you know i mean yeah but it's all coming down for me it's going to be to goaltending in that bottom the bottom six man the depth because you know stars are playing like the stars and it's that bottom the bottom depth and i think crosby my god he has what 19 goals and that puts him up in the league with league leaders. Yeah, he's sitting fourth. Austin Matthews has 26. And Sidney, Sidney Crosby at 36 years old has 19. Which is crazy because as, as young and as often as you see, well, as often yeah. as you see Crosby scoring goals, it seems like every time I turn around, he's finding the net. Yeah. I think that the, 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 uh, the dude from Toronto has that many more. Yeah, he's 26. Jeez, oh, man. Yeah, he's 26. The guy in second place has 26. Nikita Kucherov, who has... 23 and third he's 30 so yeah but still Crosby is 10 years younger six years or six, 10 years older six years older than the guys lumped around him he's still producing at this high level usually you know the game should have passed Crosby long gone by now and for him to be fifth in goals that's insane that's insane the level of just how consistent he is uh, Penguins next game is tomorrow. Tomorrow they play the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa at seven o'clock. Check it out. Uh, you should be able to go right from the Steeler game right into the Penguin game. So you got a nice Saturday, get a couple wins, hopefully. Uh, guys, baseball, Andrew McCutcheon. All right, let's let's put it to you this way. All right, let me start with what Derby was talking about. So earlier in the week, you had the 10 year deal with the Dodgers and Otani, 10 years, 700 million. Yesterday, they inked a deal for Japanese player Yoshin, Yoshinobu Yamamoto for 12 years, $325 million, the Dodgers inked them. That's over a billion dollars spent in the last week by the L.A. Dodgers for two baseball players, Mike. That's insane. And the guy that they just paid all that money to has never played the game. <laughs> He's never played the game. <laughs> so over a billion dollars in the last week the Dodgers spent. But get this, guys. Of course, we all remember Otani. He, they created the deal to spread this out pretty much for the next 600 years in him uh, in his, in his mm-hmm. contract and receiving his money. So this, in turn, makes this next um, fact. 
Andrew McCutcheon, 2024, makes $5 million. Otani in 2024 makes $2 million. Of course, we ultimately know that Otani is going to make a lot of money, but uh, just, you know, you have an Otani on one hand making $2 million next year, and then, a, a you know, I, I don't even call him washed up, but the, probably a year out of retirement making $5 million. It's funny to see. That's insane. Hey, they – Get that deferred payment, man. Live off that interest for the rest of your life. You want to hear, guys, I have, uh, before we get ready to jump into other, to the website and to our trivia, I have here a couple. All right, so we, we this is going to go back to the Steelers briefly. Guys, this is the comparison between TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, and Micah Parsons. Okay, these guys may have oh, seen this. This is, this is gonna be nice. So in sacks, TJ Watt 16, Miles Garrett 13, Micah Parsons 12 and a half. <laughs> Tackles for losses. TJ Watt 16, Miles Garrett 14, uh Micah Parsons 14. Interceptions, TJ Watt one, the other two players zero. Touchdown uh TJ one, the other two players zero. QB hits TJ 29, Miles Garrett 26, Micah <laughs> Parsons 27. Passes deflected TJ Watt 7, Miles Garrett 3, Micah Parsons 2. Combined tackles TJ Watt 55, Micah Parsons 46, Miles Garrett 36. Solo tackles TJ 39, Miles Garrett 27, Micah Parsons 25. In the two categories that either one of the other two led uh, TJ in are these. Forced fumbles, Miles Garrett, four. TJ Watt, three. Micah Parsons, one. And finally, assisted assist on tackles, which is different than combined tackles. Micah Parsons, 21. TJ Watt, 16. Miles Garrett, nine. For some reason, Max Crosby isn't on this list, but you know what? I'm not going to argue that. Between these three guys that you hear this competition uh, all season long, mm -hmm. TJ Watt has uh, he's dominated. What are we talking yeah. about? What he are we talking about? What? I said, what are we talking about here? Why? Why is yeah. TJ? And this is a guy that that, that 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 I you know I think that we could all argue looks like he literally plays about a fourth of a game anymore. The guy, you yeah, know, the, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. So, yeah, you know, he, like he's such he a watched... freak of nature. Yeah. If he played, you know, a hundred percent all game, the guy would be he'd have mad numbers, I I would think. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, you know, you and I were watching that game what a few months ago where Michael Parsons was just bouncing around all over the place. And then you yeah. TJ who just does one thing and still puts up better numbers. It's wild. It's wild. It's crazy. It is crazy. But, but it, I did it's I just insane just how much more uh, yeah, yeah. the categories he leads in. It's nuts. So I, I, you know what? I just, I had this extra, and this was if I had a couple extra mm -hmm. minutes at the end of the yeah. show, I did want to throw out there. So that is, that is that. Mike, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about the website, man? The two dumb Uh New blog post up today. A little preview between the uh, Steelers and Bengals. I almost forgot who we were playing. Jesus God. It's been a long, it's been a long week, it's been a long day. But yeah, that's up there. Uh, all of our links for our socials are up there. Links to the Spotify up there is up there, and merch store link is there as well. The two dumb users dot com. www.the2dumbusers.com. Go check it out, everybody. A lot of great stuff over there. Mike puts a lot of work into it. www.the2 the number dumbusers.com. All right, guys, this is your last Bengals trivia question of the year. You will not hear another Bengals trivia question again this year. Uh, you guys ready? I'm ready. Derpy, are you ready? Let's do this. Derpy. Derpy. We must have really, we must have really. Uh, Let's do this. Last week, Derpy, uh, you know, he's been Hollywood Derpy all the way up until like last week. He's been right on, Mike. I, I've been waiting. I, I've been waiting to jump on him and get into the whole Hollywood Derpy thing. Mm -hmm. And he, he's been, uh, something right got, on, something got into this guy, man. I like it. Here is the Bengals question of the day, guys. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Yes, sir. Who is the Bengals' all-time leading scorer? I'll give you uh, choices as soon as I get back. We are live, everybody, five days a week, right here, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. 
in the show that we do live every day, we upload over on Spotify and podcast form at 8 p.m. So if you missed the show or you would rather just listen to it, maybe at the gym, in the car, at work, whatever it may be, 8 o'clock in the evening, it is available in podcast form on Spotify. Check it out. All right, gentlemen, the question of the day is plain and simple. Ugh. Who is the Bengals' all-time leading scorer? Here are your choices. Place kicker, Mike Nugent. Place kicker, Shane Graham. Wide receiver, Chad Ochocinco-Johnson. Or place kicker, Jim Breach. Um, That's a lot of kickers. It is a lot of kickers, but you know what? That's usually the case. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, did, why the hell did Graham Gano pop into my head? Graham Gano? Yeah. What the hell is that? He was a kicker. Well, it's not him. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. He's not on the list. You, you know that. Do you need the you need the choices again? I need the choices again because it's like the, the it, I was thinking Graham Gano, then you gave me okay. the choices. My brain short All right, so here it is. We're looking for the Bengals' all-time leading scorer. <laughs> I, I, I went and I confirmed this this morning. It is true. I, I looked it up. Mike Nugent, the kicker. Shane Graham, the kicker. Chad Johnson, the wide receiver. Or Jim Breach, the kicker. I'm going to start with you, Mike. Who do you think is the Bengals' all-time leading scorer? Well, like Mike Nugent played 95 years at Ohio State, so I only think he kicked in the league for two years. So I'm going to go with B. B, Shane Graham. Derpy. All right, let me go ahead and lock you in. Derpy, get your pick ready. Mike is locked into place. Who is the all-time leading scorer for the Bengals, Derpy? Your choices are place kicker Mike Nugent. Place kicker Shane Graham, wide receiver Chad Ojosinko Johnson, or D uh, kicker Jim Breach. Mike says Shane Graham. Who do you think? I'm gonna go D. D Jim Breach. And is that your final answer? Yeah. All right. That might be the only guy I never heard of on this uh, on the Bengals, but nonetheless. Well, that is one of the answers. Nugent, Graham, Johnson, Breach, who's the all-time uh, Bengals scoring leader. The answer, guys, is D. D, Jim Breach is the answer. Wow. He is the all-time leading scorer for the Cincinnati Bengals, guys. I never even heard of that guy. No, no, he's the one that I never heard of. But you, um, you, I should have went with the guy I didn't know. Hey, but you know what? Sometimes you get a feeling. You get a feeling about the guy that yeah. you didn't. Oh, you had a guy about. You had a feeling about a guy that wasn't even on the list. So you know what? That's what that I'm trying you? to figure out. Like where, where Graham Gano? What the hell is a Gano? I don't know if I've ever heard of that Gano. Graham Gano. He was a place kicker. Oh, he was on the Giants. And then oh, like, uh, Graham Gano. From it's like I'm just. I still have no idea who that is. The Giants. I think <laughs> even the Panthers. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Mike, you have anything before we get ready to wrap it up? This will be the last show before Christmas. So make it count. Oh, uh, yeah, I got something. I someone found this site. It was like rank like what if, you know, if you teams that won it or lose within one or two possessions, if they go the other way. I saw that. Pittsburgh I Steelers would be, we would be dead last. We would be the worst team in the NFL, like a two and whatever we would be right now. So it could be a whole hell of a lot worse, guys. You know, yeah. Thanks for 7-7. We could be, um, yeah, because I think I sent you the pick. Yeah, we Mike could be 2-12 say, right now. It would be, uh, here's what it is real quick. What if every one possession NFL game yeah. um, had gone the opposite way? Say all the games that we won by one possession, we would have lost, vice versa, and this is all around the league. The Steelers would be the worst team in the entire league, not only the AFC, in the entire league with a two and twelve record. If yeah. that would have been the case. And the Eagles would be five and nine. The Eagles would be five and nine. <laughs> Teams at top are in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers, who would have been twelve and two. And the Buffalo Bills would be eleven and three. Yeah. In the Chicago AFC. would be eight and six. So yeah, it could be a whole hell of a lot. Lot worse, guys. You know, we could be two and twelve, which wouldn't be too bad. We'd be sitting at the number one pick with a we can get a king's ransom and draft picks. All right, Derpy, what do you got before we take off, brother? Um, believe in Rudolph to lead the sled. Fuck yeah, believe Derpy. Fuck All right, yeah. believe in Rudolph to lead the sled. Everybody, game tomorrow, four thirty. Steelers hosting the Bengals. Uh, this is week sixteen, but the fifteenth game for the Steelers. 
Uh, don't miss this one. We will be back Tuesday morning. We might shuffle the schedule around a little bit next week because it's between Christmas and New Year, New Year's. So I do want to, you know, at least touch on the uh, the game that play, is played this week and the game that's being played next week. So in somewhere in the middle there, we will be back Tuesday. We'll clear the whole scheduling thing up then after we have an opportunity to talk more about it amongst each other. But uh, check the game out tomorrow. Let's go Steelers. Merry Christmas to everybody. Mm, I do want to yes. say thank you to everybody for checking us out. As always, yes. we appreciate each and every one of you, as always. Um, guys, Christmas, Steelers, anything else? I got nothing. Derpy? Here we go, Steelers. And uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you Monday. All right. There you go, Derpy. guys. For the Pittsburgh for the Pittsburgh Steelers. For the new two up for <laughs> Let's oh, try this again. For the oh, two dumb answers, <laughs> Mike, myself, Derpy, everybody have a great holiday. Have a safe holiday. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, go Steelers. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Tuesday. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no.